It's the podcast that caused the collapse of the Byzantine Empire and isn't sorry. It's Power Word Roll. Salutations and welcome to this, a very special episode of Power Word Roll. This is the uh, pilot for our Eberron series, which uh, Wizards of the Coast are sending us the book for the new release. I am here with Naomi. Hello. Who is playing... Alexi. I am here with Annie. Hello. Who is playing... Thorn. And I am here with Henry. Affirmative. Who is playing... Vice. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> The Chiron countryside is temperate, with picturesque trees marking the lines between fields. But in the brisk late winter air, the grey clouds overhead and lengths of ruins and abandoned farmland give this once peaceful place a sense of foreboding. The carts form a kind of solemn procession which spans the entire length of the road that divides the vista as far as the eye can see both in front and behind. The thin sheet of cloth protecting your squadron from the elements is failing in its task and the drizzle is serving to make everything damp and cold. Things haven't been talkative since you woke up at dawn to head for the front line, with the only things breaking the silence being the sounds of horses at front and Devon's radio, which he just managed to get working. The date today is, of course, the 20th of Elrun of the year 994. As we quickly approach a hundred years of warfare to reinstate the rightful and just rule of Gelifar here from its heart in Kyrie, we here at Metrol Radio would like to extend kindest regards to our valiant troops fighting the good fight on the front lines. Carry on, brave soldiers of this fair nation. Victory may be just around the corner. The dreams of uniting this continent once again are resting on your capable shoulders. This song is for any of you listening. I think hearing that, uh, Vice is gonna like salute, just like like sitting down, <laughs> just give a salute. <laughs> okay. At that point, as the song's playing, you can see it leaning back from the front of the cart as he's sort of controlling the horses. You hear Sergeant Rand Eridorn sort of turns around, leans one of his uh, arms over and says, Turn that racket off! And you can see that Devon, this small half-orc uh, young man with extraordinarily large tusks and a sort of a, a mop of hair. You know just... what they say about orcs? Large tusks. <laughs> no room in their goddamn mouths. Um, actually, large tusks points to a more orcish heritage. And I mean, if you'd read some lore next time, it'd be really pretty I won't do the homework. No one can make me. <laughs> Um, and you can see that he's sort of there uh, fiddling with the dial until eventually it clicks off and then he goes and meekly goes and sits in his seat. Uh, at this point, Devon sort of turns to look at the rest of the cart and can each of you introduce your characters? Henry. 
I am playing Fmark 90602, known as Vice. Uh, they're a Warforged Paladin, Juggernaut class of uh, Warforged. 5'11", but an absolute brick. <laughs> He's a big boy! Yeah. And um, a proud patriot. A very, very proud um, fighter made of dark wood and chrome. Hmm. I am playing Alexi Laidlaw, who is a human sorcerer. He loves the post. He's a good boy scout of a boy, and he's here to do his Goran best, because that's what Dad would want him to do. And what does he look like? He's a tall, wiry, fair-haired individual um, with sort of boyish features. Mm-hmm. And Annie? I am playing Thorn, a shifted druid who has only kind of reluctantly joined up as part of conscription rather than a willingness to serve outright. By and large, he looks fairly human, but if you look at his face, he has some more cat-like features and some extra tufts of fur off the top of his ear and a sort of slit running from his lip up to his nose as a cat would. For those of people who don't know what a shifter is, and for those of us who didn't do the homework, what's a shifter, Annie? A shifter is a race that are not actually lycanthropes. So rather than turning fully into an animal, they have the ability to shift into being more like that animal, but rather than okay. it being a full transformation. So more like like the vampires on Buffy where their face gets all weird? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good comparison. And for anyone who doesn't know what a Warforged is, I feel like it might be worth mentioning. Yeah. Um, basically a robot man constructed for war. Mm, but with a sort of biological core and a, uh, powered by magic. Yes, they're like androids. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Created, of course, as part of this major conflict you're now in, the last war. And of course, this isn't the full squad. There was Devon, who was previously mentioned. And you can see in the rest of the card, right at the end in the corner near where you will get out, there's a woman uh, with two sharp curved swords, which she's uh, you know, using a whetstone on with short hair and scars down her face. Ceresa is her name. She's probably the most experienced in here. And uh, across from her, trying not to catch her gaze, you see uh, Joanne, this quite uh, reserved girl, probably the least prepared for the front line. Uh, and she's quite horsey from memory. Yeah, she's sort of... She's, uh, sort if you of, want to imagine Joanne, she's a horse girl. But she's uh, clutching a symbol of the sovereign host and sort of just, just whispering to herself in the corner. There's also, sitting near the front opposite Devon, is uh, Shara, guy with half-elven features that give him a sort of sharp distinction. You can see that he's well-groomed in a way that seems a bit overly groomed, especially for the front line. He's got this sort of crew-cut hair and uh, a sort of chin-strap beard that is just a bit too pristine. Uh, and he's sitting there sort of filing his nails with a bowstring. So, uh, we're headed to uh, Karnafi border, right? I've never been to Karnaf before, so it says Devon, looking up and nudging Alexi slightly with his shoulder. I'm sure it'll go great. I mean, we're all together. Uh, we're a good unit and just got to keep our head in the game, as it were. Right, right. And we'll, we'll get out fine. We're going to do great. We'll do great in the training. So I'm sure we'll do great here. Yeah, my, my dad always says you just got to gotta focus and you got to do what you're good at. And we're here, so it's fine. Go over it. Vice. Hmm? 
Have you ever crossed a border? No, not yet. This is my first time on the front lines as well. Oh, wow. Big deal for all of us, I suppose. And you can see at that point, Ceresa gives a sort of side eye for a second before doing a big scrape on her well-wet-sewn on her sword, then puts that one in her scabbard and takes out the other. As she takes out, Vice is going to say, it is possible to over-sharpen a blade, Ceresa. Give it a rest. <clears throat> she sort of grunts. Uh, roll a persuasion check for me, actually. She's like, this is my aesthetic. That's <laughs> um, a 16. She sort of begrudgingly looks to you, then you can see a moment where she, like, if you were a human as opposed to somebody sort of programmed and built for this conflict, she probably wouldn't have taken the advice, but she sort of begrudgingly puts her sword out and then starts staring out of the back instead. You can see that Joanne is sort of clutching the symbol of the Sovereign Host, and Thorn, you're sitting next to her. Can I say that the Sovereign Host would be a really good name for a catering company? (laughs) (laughs) See, I misheard you and I thought you meant catering company and just change it to the Sovereign Roast. Oh, very good. Very good. Jo- Joanne is, is clutching this symbol and she's sort of whispering into it. And Thorn, uh, can you make a perception check for me? Oh, that is a natural 20 for a 25. She's just repeating, as is the world, so are the gods. As are the gods, so is the world. As is the world, so are the gods. As is the gods, so is the... Uh, you know, and sort of onwards and onwards and onwards, repeating it constantly to herself. She seems nervous. <laughs> As I notice this get more kind of frenzied, I just gently place a hand out over one of hers while she's holding it and just go, it'll be okay. Maybe if you can relax on the chanting a bit, it might... Oh, right. Prayers and things. Your prayers will be heard, but I think you are now starting to just make things worse for yourself. Oh, okay. I'll I'll stop. And you can see that uh, she stops speaking into it for a moment and instead just pulls out a prayer book. Honestly, that's, yeah, that's fine. I'm just worried that it's getting a bit too frenzied and it's going to make her just too anxious. And She seems very anxious. Mm. Um, sort of, There's an awareness in the cart that you guys are headed you know, right mm. to the front. What do we know about the front? Like, is it bad, bad? How bad is it? Make a history check for me. 18. You know, it's been a hundred years uh, uh, nearly that this war has been going on for. It's always been dire, but it, it's, it's sort of getting worse and worse. And that's why uh, Karnath have the benefit that they can resurrect. They, they use necromancy to bolster their ranks. Kyrie don't have that. <laughs> Make more robot boys. Yes. <laughs> Even then, that's quite expensive as an endeavor, you, you know. So it's, it's a rarity, actually, to have uh, a warforged in your squadron. You can see that Sharo is uh, sort of sitting opposite from Euthorn with these sort of, you know, he's, he's full man spreading as he's filing his nails on this bowstring and sp- I hate him so much already. Because <laughs> he turns up and he Very says... Very valid. <laughs> he turns up and moves his head up from what he's doing and says, well, we're going to go out there and be the biggest heroes in the whole damn battle. Get our medals, get out, live life in Metro big and large. So I take it you're running out first then in front of all of us? No, I'm a sniper! He loads up a bow and aims out the window until you can see Ceresa just bats it away with her sword in the scabbard. And sort of I can't say I have individual achievements, but this will be glorious. Yeah, exactly! Look, we got a big we got a big wolf forged on our side. We can't do things wrong. And with that is like a clunk clunk as <laughs> like like slams his fist into his chest. <laughs> I think the real value is 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 teamwork. So as long as we stick together and we help each other out, we'll be good. Right. Uh, I mean, we've just got to look like make sure that we all get out of here alive, watch each other's backs, and all those kinds of things. Yeah. You've got it, Devon. Yeah, thanks, mate. Buddy buddies. Yeah. As the cart gets a bit more lively, eventually there is just a moment of silence. 
and in that brief interlude you hear way up ahead in the line of carts just distantly somebody shout and then there's just a muffled explosion as you lean out of the carts and you see one of the carts has just been eviscerated do we not ruin means it's like a mine, uh, right? Yeah. You would know about runes. Runes are sort of when somebody has laid a magical trap, they'll sort of make a sigil in the ground and sometimes they can disguise it. And you just sort of see this explosion with horses and soldiers. Can we keep an eye out? Because if there's one rune, there's probably more runes. Yeah. Make a perception check for me. So I rolled a 16, so that's a 15. You've seen runes, perhaps not ones designed for this purpose, but sort of drawn on surfaces before. It's at that point you sort of notice that there's craters from this previously, uh, you know, other runes that have obviously been placed down, and you realise this is the place of a previous battlefield. Not anywhere close to recently. God knows how, now how long. Like decades. Yeah. As you're sort of going around where this accident happened, you sort of see, uh, you know, your fellow soldiers. Are, are there, like, curtains on the, on the inside of our car? Yeah, yeah, there's, like, a tarpaulin that you can... As we kind of come up to it, Vice is just going to pull it down. It won't help anyone seeing this. Devon looks at you as you're saying this and gives it sort of vigorously nods. <laughs> Vice is going to specifically look at Joanne. Yeah, jo- Joanne is, is completely absorbed by this book. She's completely absorbed by it. We sit there and Joanne just like gets sucked into the She disappears. Kia style. Straight <laughs> <laughs> in. Um, uh, uh, do, you, do you want to make an insight check? That's wrong. And you, robot. You've closed the curtains. Joanne's going to be fine. Humans are basically overgrown babies. I mean, That's they have no object permanence. Very, very true. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually you realise you're coming towards the front and you see the camp, a very standard kind of setup. Every couple of feet, you know, there's the next tent and each of them is a large tent uh, housing an entire squadron. You can see that there are fire pits set up at regular points for people to eat from. And save their progress. <laughs> you, you also see there are people with sort of war wounds being bandaged up by medics and healers. What's the mood here? Do an insight check. I oh no! Say. I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna go as a guess and say it's the big sad. Okay. <laughs> Natural twenty. It's the significant sad. <laughs> No, in fact, you get the impression that there's an underlying optimism, as if things are sort of starting to turn. You can see that there's a lot of people actively training, even when they're not sort of in the training areas. That sort of implies this optimism, that implies this uh, sort of idea that perhaps things aren't as dire as they may first seem. As much as there are a lot of wounded, um, but you also see several warforged marching about, and you see one thing just out of the corner of your eye that seems particularly interesting, like a big metal thing, just over the hill from some tents. Hey, what's that, Vice? Vice looks over. Do they recognise it? They do. They know that, from their internal memory, that this is a warforged titan. It's a gigantic warforged that people used to sort of march across. It's it's basically... Do you have to pair with another human to be able to operate it? No, they Ah! are just big warforged people. No, rubbish. Yeah. You have to pair with another Warforged to be able to operate it. Yeah, yeah. I'm putting that foot right. down. But no, it's basically just like a gigantic Warforged with really broad shoulders and a, and a minigun attached <laughs> It's your dad! It's a Warforged Titan, Alexi. The greatest of our kind. So that's one of you? But big? In a way. Okay! <laughs> I'm just uh, like, ah, oh, cool! They're kind of strange. Eventually you pull up to uh, sort of an empty plot of land. 
All right, everyone, uh, can you uh, get the tent set up uh, and uh, uh, get the fire pit set up? Get everything set up. One, two, come on, chop, chop. Yep, and I immediately, like, grab the biggest thing I can carry and start, like, Comically, it. sort of. Yeah, on my bandy-bandy legs towards the <laughs> setup. Vice jumps out with a loud thud and then gets the horses on the front of the carriage and takes them to the stable. Yeah, takes me to the stable. I like the idea that you just, like, pick up a horse in each hand and you just, like, hold them in the air with their legs upside down. Walking over, yeah. yeah. And then just put them in the stable. <laughs> each of your steps is massively heavy and you can just see the ground is very muddy. And so it's just sort of this whole, like, splash very of mud. Very obvious footprints. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is Thorn doing? Throughout uh, most of the travel, Thorn has just been sitting in the corner with his hood up not really wanting to think about what's to come. We actually do have an order, so he will follow, but he will just go around quite slowly setting up campfires. Mm. Okay. Lighting them with his druid craft because he can't be bothered to wait around. So just magically. Uh, does he have an arcane focus? Yes, yeah, so he has. he's holding a little carved figure of a lynx, mm. which he has had from a really young age. Like, his parents gave it to him. One is created when you're born. Exactly. The parents ah. make one for... Okay, and and so how does he use this to sort of make the fire? He doesn't want to make a big deal out of this, so he's more just sort of holding it, but in a pocket, so he's still sort of channeling it. After you've done this for a few, the sergeant comes over and places like a beefy hand on your shoulder. Sergeant Rand, I should describe him, is a sort of man that uh, one would best describe as stocky. He's, he's strong, but n- not in a way that sort of has defined musculature. You should describe him as a sausage man. No, he's a bear of a man. Oh, oh. nice. Uh, with, 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 with a very receded hairline, he's got a, a sort of handlebar moustache. He's, he's gruff looking, but not in a way that's unfriendly. And he, he's dressed in standard issue equipment, uh, but with uh, just a few badges on it. Good on you for helping the other uh, troops and the other uh, outfits with their uh, fires as well. Not much would think to do that. We've all got to pitch in, I guess, haven't we? I suppose, and when you got the magic, he sort of motions to his wand. Yeah, it does make things easier, doesn't it? Aye. I know that he actually just takes out his wand and firebolts uh, a nearby uh, campfire. <laughs> <laughs> Child's head explodes! Yeah. yeah. Oh no. <laughs> that private didn't shine his shoes! <laughs> Um, and then he sort of starts marching back as the tent, I imagine, is sort of being finished. As Yeah, I think Vice is holding the heavy bits as I'm aggressively tying ropes and things. And I think Sharo is laying in the tent doing nothing. Oh, yeah. And, and, and Joanne insists that it's face, it faces north, but it, you can't really move it because Sharo is just lying there. No superstition here. This is a battlefield. Uh, the sergeant walks back over and says, Right, I've got to meet for orders and we'll be uh, getting... Uh, I'd like Shara at this point to immediately take credit for putting the tent up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jump okay. out from out inside, just going, yep, yeah, got it all fixed in here, it's all ready to go. You can see, see Shara comes back, he sort of cracks his back in several places as if he's been doing really hard work, moves his shoulder um, and uh, sort of rustles his chin strap beard and says, oh, yeah, I got, I got it all set up. I mean, I had a, a little bit of help, but you know, it's all working now, all good and proper. And he sort of knocks uh, one strut, which sort of unhinges slightly, and the front aspect of the tent falls down slightly, and he has to hold it back up. 
Right. Uh, well, uh, as ever, Vice, you're in charge. I'll go uh, see and what's going. Gives him a little nod and then continues to put up tents and do yeah. some bobs. I've set up not only my bed but everyone else's bed, and I've made the bed. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So as you, as you're sort of having dinner, um, you can see that the the sergeant comes back and he says, "Right. Well, we've got our orders then. Well, we got a very important job, which is something." That's good. It's probably because we've got Vice. Probably, actually. Vice looks just, like, down slightly at that. And then, if they were a human, probably a a bigger reaction. But instead, it's just that, and then looks back up to receive the orders. We're to, um, push straight through. Do any of you know the town, uh, uh, Dolan, on the river? I might know for post reasons. You you know it in terms of, like, post being delivered there. It's it's a sort of small town in the north of Kyrie, but none of you have ever visited or sort of had associations with it. Devon says, Oh, yeah, I went there one time. Uh, I can't remember much. The Karanathi military have managed to push their way uh, through and take control of the entire town really supposedly they've uh, slaughtered everyone inside raised them as their own troops and are putting them out on the front line that's awful well this war we're uh, looking for the head necromancer essentially a, a man named by Varric Thul Varric Thul Varric Thul he sounds like a Varric fool to me ha 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 he is for crossing our path Supposedly he's taken control of uh, some magical tower thing that was owned by House Lyrander before the uh, invasion. So we're to go and uh, take control of it once again, make sure he's uh, dead and get back out. We'll do our best. Any particular method of approach? We're focused on getting hold of this one person. If we can take him back alive, that's perfect. But I don't see that happening. Vice just nods the head. On that note, everybody rest up quick, and uh, I suppose we'll head out soon. I immediately go back to my cot, and I get in it. <laughs> my head hits the pillow, and I'm out. You can see that Joanne follows suit, uh, and soon after, uh, Devon as well. Oh, I apologise. I definitely brushed my teeth. Sorry. <laughs> Thorn wanders over to his where his bed's set up, and does lie down to go to sleep, but it just it takes him a while. Mm. After everyone uh, heads to their tents and cots, um, Vice is just going to get a stool and put it in the centre of the little campsite, sit down to a little prayer to the Sovereign Host, and then just shuts their eyes. Dawn breaks, and you're woken by the sounds of a trumpet. In line, everyone! You hear the sergeant as he's, like, trying to get a shirt on as he's telling everybody to get in line. I am already dressed and I've brushed my teeth. <laughs> Alexi leaves his tent and Vice is already in the line. Yeah. <laughs> has been for the last half hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see that every other tent has all of them, you know, out and marching towards the front. The sergeant leads you all in a sort of very regimented way behind him in single file until eventually you reach the town of Dolan on the river and it's sort of ruined, it's been blasted, it's been bombed and you see there's a sort of big bridge that connects two sides of this town. On one side, your troops all are sort of amassing in a big line. There's several sides to it. There's people with spears, there's people with bows, but predominantly people with swords and people with wands. Uh, and uh, Sergeant Sergeant Rands turns to you and says, "All right, so uh, we gotta wait for the first push. Then we're gonna go head straight through 
and we gotta get across the bridge, and you see that big tower. Yes, yes sir! sir! As he says that, yeah, you do see this sort of... It's like a lighthouse, but it's got just a plain blue colour to it, with bits of metal making its way up that look almost like wiring around the sides. It's almost patterned, going up to a top bit that seems open to the elements. Does the tower look ruined at all? Uh, make a perception check. Oh, natural 20. There you go, new dice paid off. The tower looks intact. All of the warfare surrounding just has not hit this place. Advancing from the town's entrance, just hordes of less organized shambling troops with you know sort of these heavy chainmail shirts and uh, sort of sharp helmets that come to a point they've got spears they've got swords none really seem to have ones or anything and there's a point where they come and you see your troops lined up on one side facing what is the oncoming horde and then over the hill you just hear the sound of trumpets the trumpets sound, and the army begins to advance. You see that the Chiron side advance at great speed. There's shouting, there's running, there's arrows being fired, and the one-slingers are starting to fire firebolts onto the oncoming hoarders. Zombies are being fell one by one. Seeing the battle start, uh, Vice says under their breath, Fight strong, men. You can see that Devon sort of turns and, and uh, sort of this is, is nodding. This is the most encouragement he's... Devon's ever had in his whole life. Yeah, he's psyching himself up. He, you know, like this this small orc boy is is playing around with his sword and his shield. He's ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's sort of jumping on the spot. Seeing him like do this, uh, Vice is going to put a hand on his shoulder and don't expend too much energy now. You'll need it for the fight ahead. Oh yeah, right. Yes, sir. Rand holds up a hand and uh, he's getting ready to clench his fist when he sees an opening through this massive swathe of conflict. On that command, Vice is going to go into like the sprinter start pose mm-hmm. to ready to like go. Chunk, chunk. Yeah, absolutely. We're now going into our Avengers pose. <laughs> like we're all like, yeah, ready to go. There's just a slight opening through one particular alleyway. He clenches his fist and you all start running towards it. You keep on running and running and running and you're seeing this conflict around you. You see explosions and you start to see the Titan coming over the hill. Its massive form lifting itself as it makes the whole ground shake around it as it advances. And Hold- we know somewhere in there are two people like really connecting. They go <laughs> Dragon Ball style fusion. Yep. Loads of zombies, a whole horde of them just start to clamber up this thing as it pushes them off and tens of zombies go flying uh, into whole tens. Bashing them against buildings and as it's going it's tearing down these buildings, pushing its way through the streets, just clearing out places. As you can see that there are also snipers and bowmen from the Karnathi side who are firing out. You hear the explosions. You see an airship overhead as it sort of lays down a rain of fire in a big long line going around one direction. There's a bit where it's a dead end and instead of stopping, Vice just like goes through the wall and then opens the door on the other side and they keep going. (laughs) And uh, eventually you come to this street. And so can everyone roll initiative. 17. Uh, nine. Alexi, 14. Your goal in this combat isn't to rout the enemy. You need to get to the other side as quickly as possible. As you make your way around an alleyway corner, eventually you reach what seems to be a main thoroughfare. 
and a large area, a large road with several ruined buildings around the place and there are large craters and there are all these undead which are poking their way throughout buildings. You see there is conflict happening around you. There's the cavalry pushing their way through. Up first is Vice. Vice, knowing they have to get across, um, I think he's still going to stop and hit a zombie. So um, <laughs> running, running forward and round a nearby building, uh, Vice pulls out their standard issue Warhammer and tries to clonk this zombie on the head. Okay. Get to clonk. 24. So that hits. Roll damage. Ooh, lovely. That's 10 damage. As you run up and you're approaching this zombie, you come and you clonk it round the head and you see as it sort of collapses. Is it dead? He <laughs> is. That wasn't a zombie. That sort of goes against what you've been told about Karnath. You see instead this sort of young boy, and you can see just inscribed on his helmet, War Boys with a Z. In my head, it's like, turns the corner and then just goes into the wall and it's dead and then move on. Oh, and right. So, I think you meant it, that as you hear the wet slap of it as it hits the wall, you maybe and then just the crumple, see it yeah. in the corner of your eye. And you can see that there's just life still in his skin, like there was colour. When you said there's life still in his skin, I was expecting his skin to like peel itself off and then start like rolling <laughs> around. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We're not at that level yet, no. Okay, good. Vice themselves kind of immediately think these are not undead, recalculating path. Okay. Very good. Uh, Alexi. I'm gonna start running, basically. Okay. I'm gonna dash straight up the middle and get shot. I'm using my post-boy knowledge of navigating streets. <laughs> mm. The paper round sprint is occurring in this moment. And so next, it is uh, Ally's turn. Rand charges straight round, dodging uh, past a crater. You can see that Ceresa follows him straight afterwards, and uh, so does Devon, sort of following Ceresa. Then uh, Sharrow sort of stays back a bit. He runs a little bit and then gets to about the crater and then fires towards a zombie in a neighboring building, missing completely as he sort of pulls back his bow. Yeah, he, he's sort of like like. Of course, yeah. He's he's like flexing his muscles slightly. He's like obviously like trying to look like an expert archer. Uh, Legolas. Yeah, yeah, fully. He puts three arrows in, pulls back, lets go. They all just fall straight onto the floor and just looks one makes going. It. Are there any? Anyone else? Anyone one, see that? No, sick. One falls actually into the crater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was cool. No one can prove it wasn't. Joanne runs up about halfway and casts bless on herself, on Rand, and on Vice bonus d4 on any uh, attack or skill rolls. And you can see the rest of them advance and sort of start to fight other zombies. There's the cavalry which are pushing through at great speed. And then it is Thorn's turn. As much as Shari would like to think no one saw him fumble, um, Thorn definitely saw him fumble. <laughs> and he will be bringing it up later. He is going to catch up to about where Joanne is, about mm -hmm. level with her, and sort of the border of the crater. Conscious of the need to keep Joanne, who is the one who is actually skilled with any kind of healing, hmm. safe, Thorn's going to hold his action to dash and keep level with her as she moves forwards. Righto. It is then the enemy's turn. There's one zombie who pokes his way out from behind a building, pulls out a javelin. Is this a zombie or is this just a... This appears to be a zombie. This one has like flesh that is coming off. It's got an almost skeletal appearance to its face. And he pulls out a, a javelin 
and throws it towards one of the cavalry. It flies straight through where the horse's heart would be. No, the pony! You can see that the horse falls in, in a way that splays out and its back legs stumble back into the crater and it falls down into it with the rider landing first and the horse landing on top of him, crushing him. Uh, one charges up forwards uh, to meet Rand. You can just see he takes a big swipe across his shoulder and there's a big chunk taken out. One comes up with a spear and Devon manages to sort of run forward just in time slightly and takes a hit to his leg. He's now sort of running with a slight limp before it gets back to normal pace. Then uh, the one in the sandbags up ahead uh, takes aim and fires towards Ceresa, who knocks it out of the air with a sword as she's advancing. Nice. Doesn't even take a breath. Nope. Doesn't pause, just slices that baby right out of the air. Yep. She's so cool. She's so much cooler than us, actually. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> she's the only one who's not level one besides Rand. It is then uh, Vice's turn. So seeing the um, zombie slash human unsure doesn't really matter. Uh, attack Devin. Um, Vice is going to run forward, moving his shield to his back and taking his Warhammer in two hands to try and take a swing into the back of this uh, approaching dastardly villain. Thou art a villain! Uh, fantastic. So that's a 19 to hit with 9 damage. Yep, that hits. So that and killed. yeah, how do you kill him? As Vice, you know, uh, is powerful. Powerful feet, powerful <laughs> thighs. Powerful thighs propel um, propel them forward, and then part of like the running motion. It's almost like a half, like a 180 spin around, but with the warhammer extended out, that just slams into this poor guy's um, back and sends him flying probably five or ten meters into the dirt, uh, where he remains motionless. With that, it is then uh, Alexi's turn. Cool. So um, with Devon being hit in the leg. Um, Alexi takes a sort of a, a pause and shoulders Devon to help him run better and just keeps running, essentially, because he's just a regular lad doing his best. Yeah, he's a good boy. Um, you'll be glad to know that in this particular map that we're playing, the tower is being represented by some jammy dodgers. <laughs> so, it does look very tempting. It's really pushing us forward. That's yeah. why we need to get them. <laughs> They're not just jammy dodgers though, they are Christmas themed jammy dodgers. Oh, don't even, don't even, now we gotta get them. (laughs) (laughs) It's November. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And with that, it is then uh, Thorn's turn. Yeah, so Thorn is going to once again try and protect Joanne. Having seen how nervous she was earlier, he wants to try and reassure her that we are all working together on this, and we're not just going to abandon is, her. Is it almost all. parental instincts kicking yeah, in? Yeah, she reminds him a lot of various other people he's come across before, and he just kind of can't help but help, basically. Yeah, yeah, he needs to protect. You know, yeah. the, the you know, only as as uh, fast as your slowest member, kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah, fair. With that, it is then the enemy's turn. So, so the archer is going to aim for Sharrow. Hmm. Natural 20. Sharrow is is so focused on this first up archer up ahead you know, that he just missed. He's failed to clock the one behind him, and this undead sort of almost out of instinct sniffs the air and aims towards him, pulls back a longbow, and it just fires straight through the air. And Alexi, you just see as you're looking to Sharrow, who's who's trying to aim up another shot. You just see an arrow go straight through the side of his head, and he just falls 
collapsed dead as you're running. Uh, Alexi wheels round and goes over to him and grabs him by the shoulders and, and shakes him and tries to get him to get up. An empty look is on his face. There's nothing there. Um, Alexi hears vice from behind. An injury like that has an 82% chance of death. Move forward. But we, we have a healer. You look and they're gone. Everybody's pushing ahead without me, yeah? Yep. Okay. I think Alexi probably, like, takes longer than he should at this moment. Lays him down and, like, pulls his cloak over his face. And at this point, the other archer takes aim at you as the only non-moving target. But misses completely. As you're, like, moving his body and sort of to push this over him, there's almost, like, the arrow sort of curves in the air away for a second. I then close my eyes and start running. Other undead are starting to pour out through the streets. The conflict up ahead seems to be pushing backwards slightly as the the Chirons are making a good push, but you can see that means that more and more of the enemy troops are now behind you. Alexi is running full tilt um, onto the bridge. This big bridge that is held up by these several struts and wires and cables uh, that are keeping these two sides, these two nations together. And you are running across it. And we are going to enter um, a skill challenge uh, for this. You can see that on the other side of the bridge, there are several uh, spell slingers that all have their wands at the ready. Uh, Some alive, some deceased. Can Vice go first, guys? That yes, that's guys? fine. Fantastic. Um, I'd like to use athletics. Um, Vice, with their powerful hydraulic legs and shield forward, is going to just run across the bridge. Yeah. 13. That's a success. So you, you sort of managed to push ahead and, and basically take up as much space as possible as you're advancing. And you can see that there's like some of the spell slingers are firing sort of weak firebolts that are glancing off your shield. Uh, as you advance. And Very cool. Your firebolt's weak. Yeah. Whack. You are the weakest Your stance is whack. <laughs> a mix of undead and living in your in your ranks. Whack. <laughs> and your nation. Whack. <laughs> uh, who's next? As Thorn reaches the bridge, I think he comes across a horse that's been spooked, like its rider has been killed and like in the way across the bridge and Thorn would like to use an animal handling check. Uh, that's a 16. And you can see you, you managed to get this horse to calm down. How do you manage to make this horse calm down? Um, so still concerned about how fast we're going. As I see we're pushing forwards but struggling to make progress, I just reach out towards one of its reins, kind of manage to hold it still long enough to help Joanne up onto the horse mm-hmm. and just try and direct them both to just sprint straight across the bridge. She she doesn't complain. She's obviously been trained in horse riding and she is sort of... <laughs> She's, She's a, a horse girl! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Put her on, give the horse a slap on the arse and it goes and she goes, oh, I can control it. He's sick. <laughs> oh, you just do it. And she, she starts riding. Back at Daddy's Manor. I <laughs> Thank you for listening to Power Word Roll. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Otherwise, a positive review is the best way to help us out. The best place for those is on iTunes. All our social media at linktree slash powerwordroll. That's l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash powerwordroll. But for now, from Annie, Naomi... Henry and myself, thank you, and we'll see you in the next one. Oh, what a lovely-
lovely bunch of cool. What a lovely wall. Lovely wall. Lovely wall. Lovely wall. Lovely wall. Wake up in the morning. There we go. Bullets hit my eyes. Something without warning. it. Lays heavy on my leg. I have no idea what you... And I'm like, all right, with you. See what happens. Just get the chorus I can join in, Just one look at you. And I know it's gonna be a lovely war. 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 What a lovely war.